Well, good morning, guys. Uh, it's Friday, and it's not just any Friday. It's Good Friday. Um, good Friday, that's one of those oxymorons, isn't it? You know, it doesn't seem to, those two words fit together when we consider the nature of uh, this day and why we remember this day above other Fridays. Uh, this is the Friday that we remember Jesus being crucified. Uh, and not just crucified, if you consider the events of the last day or the last, you know, the Friday of Jesus' life, he was arrested. Um, you know, six, seven hundred men with lanterns and torches and weapons coming after the Prince of Peace. And um, he is brought before. Uh, the Jewish authorities, and before Pontius Pilate, he's given a trial, a mock trial. He is, he's, he's mocked and shamed. He's beaten to a pulp. He's forced to carry um, his own cross to the place of crucifixion, ridic- being rid- ridiculed the whole way, and then he is nailed to the cross where he bleeds um, to the point of death. And it is a horrible scene, and so many ways if you just allow your mind to kind of graphically confront what he did for us but it is good it's good in that what it accomplished for us that his willingness to drink the entire cup of god's wrath that would be rightfully poured out on us as we discussed in the last few days the concept of you know that basic principle of the world of karma of getting what you deserve then i should be paying the penalty for my sin but it's good because this Friday's good because we remember and we acknowledge what Jesus has done for us when we, by faith, accept his sacrificial death. And I wanted to pause today from our typical, you know, walk through the book of Galatians just to consider this from another perspective. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, has a lot to say about crucifixion, and I believe that he had a, uh, another kind of conversion experience on the road to Corinth after he'd preached in on Mars Hill in, in front of the Areopagus and had preached a message that had, you know, moderate, maybe a little bit of success. And I think maybe, maybe he, the Lord just got hold of him and said, you know, let's simplify that message, Paul. Let's just focus in on one thing. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 that when I came to you, I didn't come with wise or eloquent words, um, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. And he says that he he says, well, I was with you. I resolved to preach one word, one message. It was, you know, Christ and him crucified. And so for Paul, if you look at his letters, you'll see that, that crucifixion is central for Paul. It's the central point of his, of his theology and his writings. He's, he's so fixed on, the, the, uh, on our need to be uh, cross-centric that he is willing to endure persecution due to his belief that contrary to the the culture of his time, that Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, was not humiliated in crucifixion, but glorified. And um, again, we see this throughout his letters. Paul believes that the cross holds the key to salvation, um, but also not, not just the key to us being saved, Paul goes on to write a lot about how it holds the key to our ethics, that just as Jesus died and rose again, 
that we are supposed to crucify the flesh and die to our life of sin is he we talked about this earlier in the book of galatians and he you know he gets at this in the book of romans and and the idea that jesus would endure crucifixion voluntarily for the sake of others um that that came with to be regarded within the early church as the ultimate symbol of of humility of laying your life down and of love he says that this is the way of the cross in philippians 2 he says that the most profound model of what it means to be devoted to Jesus is to deny yourself and to give yourself lovingly in sacrifice. He says, Jesus, who was equal to God, gave up everything that was rightfully his and and came to the earth and took on the form of a man, not just the man, but the form of a servant. And he didn't just take on this form of servant, but he died. He didn't just die. He died the most horrific death, death on, our, on the cross. And as a result, God has raised him up and raised him up into the highest place, into the heavens, at, onto the throne at which every nation will gather around him and every tongue will confess and every knee will bow uh, at, you know, at, his, at his feet. And, he's, and, and Paul says this is the most perfect model, the most profound model for us to live our lives is, is that we would give ourselves over to this this humble life of denying ourselves and seeing ourselves, as Paul says, crucified with Christ. It's no longer us living, but Christ living within us. And so on this Good Friday, I hope you'll take some time to contemplate the meaning of the cross and the power of the cross and your gratitude for all that Jesus has done for you and for me. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you could have come down from that cross. And you have the power and the authority to call angels, legions of angels, to come and to rescue you from that place. But you remained there to accomplish for us that which we could never accomplish for ourselves. And, Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for what you've done for us. We love you, Jesus. We call this day good not because of what happened to you, but because of what's happened to us. In Jesus' name, amen and Maranatha.